Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 56 of the WAP of Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're going to talk about these shows from Friday, July 28th through Sunday, July 30th. So, just for a quick uh, note, right quick. So, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling Summer Social was today by Kumbhara Results. So, I'll topple down Friday. And same with NXT Great American Bash. Those two shows, episode, sorry, two shows will topple on Friday's episode. So, we'll just get right into it. So we'll kick it off with Friday, July 28th show. So we kick it off with level up with Damon Kim to be ignorant zero four minutes fifty eight seconds. I mean now defeating Carbon Petrofic, four minutes and three seconds in the main do cuts and defeating Luca Crisofino, six minutes and nineteen seconds. So that was uh NXT level up. And now we will jump into Friday night SmackDown. So we kick it off. <laughs> With Jay Uso is in the ring, he says he is now in New Orleans before he could finish. Undisputed Universal James Roman Reigns music gets in him and Solo Combo and make their way down the ring. So Roman calls for New Orleans to acknowledge him and claims to be the reason the WWE Universe loves the Usos. He says Jay has forgotten that he's wanted to open the show. He says he's one that made Jay the right hand man in the Maven. He says now Jay is no longer has any of what he wants and thinks he's one who should open shows. Jay says he never wanted to make want any of that because all he wants to do is have Ray Roman's back and support him since he's talked about Roman for the last three years because he believed in him but Roman broke up their family. Now he has to do what he has to do. Roman says now that is on him because Jay is the one at fault. It reminds Jay that the only reason he was right here was the fact Jimmy was injured. He says he's still an opportunity for Jimmy and so called love and respects him less than he does. Roman says one thing that SummerSlam Jay will be done in the event that somehow manages to lose then he does take everything from, but he will still have his name value. He tells Jay that he is alone and asks why he thinks he could beat him. Jay reminds Roman that he's already had a victory over and he'll do it again at SummerSlam to close out that segment. Great opening segment, honestly. Then after the break, we see Jay will run the great Grayson Waller backstage. He invites him to be the guest on the Grayson Waller effect, but Jay declines and just uppercuts Waller. They were the opening match of the show, the finals of the number one contenders tournament for the U.S. title, Battle of the Latino. Uh, Battle of the Latino World Order members, Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. So both men shake hands, get this match started in a lockup before they traded submission holds. Then Escobar slaps Mysterio, but Rey comes back with a draw kick to the knee and dies with a 619. But Escobar rolls out of the Rey. Out of the ring, sorry, and Rey takes him down to so go to break. When we come back from break, Rey hits a senton off the top rope, falls out with a springboard crossbody for a two count. Escobar comes back with a pair of flying short tackles, and then Gary comes to the top rope and connects with a crossbody. Excuse me. Ray fires back with a sunset flip, but Escobar hits a tilt to world backbreaker. Then he looks to send Ray in the top turnbuckle where Ray lands on the top rope. Escobar gets him a electric position, gets him out of the ring, and looks to him with a power bomb. But Ray carries into a hurricane says Escobar face first in the ring apron, gets back in the ring, looks to go flying, but Escobar avoids the move and hits Mysterio with a toe face to Isida. As we go to a second commercial break, we come back for break. We see a ringside doctor checking on Mysterio after being injured while taking a toll base to Isida. And the referee Jessica Carr calls off the match as Escobar wins by referee stoppage at 14 minutes and 15 seconds. I actually really enjoyed this match till the ending. I hope I read some of the I forget who posted, so I do apologize. Uh for not remember who it was. I think it was Fightful, but don't quote me on that. That it wasn't the Topace who we see this, but it looked like it was some somewhere else in the match. I couldn't figure out where I thought it was the Topace who we see this, but but Escobar does get a shot at the US title. It won't be at SummerSlam. It would be the first SmackDown after SummerSlam. So that'll be August 11th as he'll challenge Austin 3 for the title. But I 
give this one still seven out of ten without the ending. But that's up. Ray's not too injured. Then after the match, uh, both men hug and arrange over respect for each other before Escobar gets on the middle rope and stare down his theory for the title. Then we go backstage. Caleb practices with Bianca Belair and she asks her about. Sorry, I can't talk today. She asked Bianca about the triple threat women's title match at SummerSlam before the women's tag team Chelsea Green Sony walk in it and start complaining about their celebration after 11 days as tag team champions. Baylor calls more for disrespecting her and challenges them to a triple threat match before Charlotte enters and says Bianca needs she needs Bianca at 100% and has Summerslam offers to be her partner at tag team match. Bianca declines, but Charlotte says and she goes off to talk down and Pierce. Then we after the break, hit rolls in the ring, mocking the New Orleans crowd before we hear the music of L.A. Knight. He makes his way on the ring and calls Top Dollar. He didn't know. He was making fun of Top Dollar by saying he did, he knew Will Smith was in the game, but you know Uncle Phil was. And then basically saying beef that was horny for him before he tells Ashley D. Adonis he will beat him. So we go to that match now. L.A. Knight versus Ashley D. Adonis. Adonis plays no time to raise their right hands before B-Fap distracts the referee and Top Dollar takes a cheap shot at night. At night, managers come back with a neckbreaker. He punches Dollar off the apron, power slam to Adonis, and then elbow drop. And then the BFT for the super quick win at a minute and a half. I guess one three out of ten. Then we go backstage. We see Adam Pierce approaches Jay Uso. He tells him that Grace War has badged him for a one-on-one match and allowed the confrontation earlier in the show, and Jay agrees to the match. Then we come back from commercial break. We see Street Profits are having a drink with Bobby Lashley. And Lashley says NXT champion Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams spoke very highly of them and says they should be dressing like stars. Offers the two of them a fairy suits and Street Profits thank them. I did laugh where Montez slapped Angel on the knee and then Angel looked back and turned to his top of him and he sweats, but Lashley sweats, but he wanted to get dressed appropriately like superstars. Then we go to our third match of the show, non-title match. Women's tag team champions Chelsea Green and Zoe Deville versus Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Two-thirds of the women's title match on SummerSlam next Saturday. Actually, this Saturday coming. Sorry, my apologies. So Green and Belair lock up the match starting. Belair hits a short tackle, runs ropes, and then Charlotte takes herself in, hits a kick to the head in the flush to make Bianca frustrated. <laughs> then she sits Green's head repeated crashing in the map for tagging Belair back in. Belair delivers a body slam, but Green takes in Sony Deville and Baylor catches DeVille with a body as an upper road and hits springboard Munso. DeVille fires her right hands on Bianca in the corner, but she comes back with a single leg draw kick, rains her right hands on DeVille in the corner, but Green tries to interfere. So Bianca dumps her other and allows DeVille to hit a running knee as we go to commercial break. When we come back from break, Green takes and Bianca catches her with a boot to the face, and then the champs double team on her, but Bianca lays them both over with a double suplex. Then Charlotte takes and hits a crossbody to the champs, and it fires off chops on Green, and then hits a fallaway slam. But Green comes back with a back elbow and it takes in DeVille. DeVille sorry, Charlotte catches Green with a spear. Rolls up DeVille for a two count. So she hits a follow slam to her. Tries to lock in the figure eight. But DeVille sends her crashing into the middle turnbuckle. Bianca takes herself and hits a pair of short tackles. So DeVille falls over with a single leg draw kick in a bubble by a brain buster. She brings her right hands on DeVille in the corner for Green tags in. And Bianca plants DeVille with a spine buster. And, looks, and Green looks neon prettier as DeVille runs for... Throws to look like trying to hit the knee, but Charlotte trips her as Bianca since Chelsea into the military mug gets on her shoulders, tries to go for the KOD. Charlotte takes herself and hits a boot to Green off the shoulders of Bianca. And then Bianca asks what she was doing before Flair pins Green to get the win for her team at 10 minutes and 27 seconds. This was an okay tag match. I just won five out of ten. But you kind of figured Charlotte and Bianca were gonna win this match, so it's kind of predictable, but still. Then after the match, Bianca and Charlotte could do arguing. 
Before we head backstage to damage control, where Bailey discovers a message from Shanti Blackheart in her backpack before the women's champion Oscar walks in and tells Miss Money Bank Eel Sky. If she tries catching her money bank briefcase, she will regret it. Regret it. So Eo says it doesn't matter who wins the triple threat match at SummerSlam. She'll be walking out as woman's champion. And then when we come back for break, we see Ella Knight walks in Adam Pierce's office and requests to be added to the battle royal at SummerSlam. And then Braun Burns walking in and Sheamus has to be added as well. So pre- Pierce agrees to add both of them in and it makes a match between both Knight and Sheamus next week. And then we go to our next match, Karen Cross first car Anderson before we go to that. We go backstage to the grill position. Carlin's request he also stay in the back so he can handle carrying cross by himself. That didn't turn out well. Spoiler alert. So Anderson wastes no time to fire his right hands and chops on cross. Hits a series of uppercuts, climbs to the middle, hits a neck breaker, but cross hits a kick to the back of Anderson's knee. A little assist from Scarlet. Falls over the back suplex, cross hammer, and then the final prayer. That's that like Pompano F5 move. I don't know really how that's the best way to describe it. For the quick win at two minutes and eight seconds, I get just one three out of ten. Then after the match, Cross locks in the cross jacket before the OC runs down to help Anderson in a hand. Then we go to our main event of the show. Jay Uso goes over Grayson Waller. Match starts over the lockup, and then they go back and forth mission holds. <clears throat> before Waller lands a short tackle before he sends Jay Uso crashing face first in the middle of the turnbuckle. But Jay comes back with a body slam and stomps on the hand of Waller. Balls on into Gary tries to go for the hip attack, but we hear the tribal chief's music hits, and that distracts him. Roman Comes down the ring, so with Heyman and Solves and Koa to watch on. So Waller takes advantage and hits to a knee to the to Jay's head as we go to break. After the break, Jay hits a jawbreaker to Waller before Waller hits an elbow drop up the metal rope, but Jay comes back with a super kick. Waller hits a spine buster, then walks to rock by doing basically his version of the people's elbow. Jay rolls out of the way, hits a small drop, looks for a hip attack, but Waller rolls out of the way, falls with a super kick, stares at Roman, hits a spear, climbs the top rope, and hits the Uso splash to score the win. At 11 minutes and 12 seconds. This was a fun little main event. I just won 6 out of 10. They have to match total slides and rain attacks Jay for tries to go for the smallest bike, but Jay ducks and hits a super kick. Roman looks to attack him, but Jay lays him out with his own spear. Tries to do the Uso splash off the top rope, but Solo pulls him off the top and hits the spinning Solo. That's the spinning Yurinagi. So Solo hits the smallest bike and hits it as Rain hits his beard one. And then Roman berates Jay before. Him and Solo hit the Spear Smoke's bike combination again for the second time. And then Roman holds up his title to close out this week's SmackDown. Overall, this was an okay episode of uh, SmackDown. Honestly, only match I recommend checking out matches is the opening in the main event, honestly. I mean, basically skipped the middle of it, but that was SmackDown. And then, so next week, uh, we have LA Knight for Sheamus. That's the only match made for right now. And for the August 11th episode, Austin Theory defends the U.S. August Santos Escobar. And then the only new match I have for Summer so was the Somerset Battle Royal with LA Knight Sheamus as the two competitors known so far. So that was SmackDown. And then we'll go over to AEW Rampage. So we kick it off with the 18 Battle Royal for a shot at the AEW World Tag Team Titles. By the way, why don't I get to... I'll just say it now since I'm... So the winners will meet the winners of the AWO title from Collision on the first Collision off Saturday, the same day as SummerSlam. So the eight teams are Jericho Pritchardis, Mammonar, Angel Parker, Luther Sampathico of Spanish Announce Project, The Hardys, Matt and Jeff, Ethan Page, Jose Cassidy, Chris Redemus, Matt Sidell, Brian Cage, Big Bill, Jay Lethal, and Sanders Singh in the Butcher and the Blade. So with AW, you have to throw both teams, both members of a team out to be for that team to be fully eliminated, not like WWE where they did 
that one person from a team is out, the whole team's out. But anyway, so both all eight teams start brawling with each other before Isaiah Cass and Matt Sato get dumped out of the ring. Jeff Hardy tosses Angel Parker over the top rope, and Butcher wears on Brian Cage in the corner. Jay Lethal tries to dump Ethan Page over the top rope, but Page hangs on and catches up with a cutter. Before distraction from Saturn Singh allows him to dump Ethan Page out instead. Lethal sent crash the floor after the harsh push Singh into him, and he's knocked off the apron. So him and Page brought up the ramp as we go to commercial break. When we come back from break, Big Bill sends Matt Menard over the top rope, and then Chris Rodillo gets eliminated by the Butcher and the Blade. As Saturn Singh dumps Matt Hardy over the ring, Jeff goes after Saturn, hits a twist of fate, and looks to toss over the top rope. Brian Cage and Big Bill dump Singh out of the ring, eliminate him before they eliminate Jeff. And so we're down to two teams, Bill and Cage versus Butcher and the Blade. Both teams go back and forth with right hands as Butcher takes down Bill to, Big Bill to Lariat. Cage hits a form to the Blade, then sends him crashing to the mat. And then the Butcher looks to plant Cage, but Cage connects with a flatliner. Blade hits a Manhattan drop, but Big Bill takes out both men with a double clothesline. So Big Bill and Brian Cage do the Lariat parabon combination to the Blade to eliminate him. And then the Butcher fires up forms on Brian Cage as Big Bill looks to hit a splash to the Butcher, but he accidentally hits Cage. Butcher hits a backbreaker, but Bill and Cage send the Butcher over the top rope for the win at 16 minutes and 34 seconds. But this was an okay battle roll. I mean, battle rolls are kind of hard to rate, but I give this one 6 out of 10. So they will meet the winners of the FTR-MJF Adam Cole match on the August 5th episode of Collision. But I'll talk about the full Collision stuff when we get to the Collision review. Their second match, Commander goes along with Kip Sabian. This was originally supposed to be Scorpio Sky, but he got injured, so Commander took his spot. So both men lock up, kick this match off. They go back for a submission hold for Kip Sabian hits a short tackle, but Commander comes back with a pair of arm drags, but Sabian sends him tumbling to the outside. Commander hits a kick to Sabian tip from the apron, slides back in the ring and hits a draw kick. Sabian slides to the outside for a breather, and Commander goes flying over the top row to take him down, and then tosses back in the ring, climbs to the top row, hits a double stump to the back of his neck as we go to commercial break. We come up for break, Sabian wears down Commander with a hope up before Commander fights his way out of the hole and delivers a form. Sabian comes back with one of his own, and the two go back and forth as Sabian gets the upper hand by hitting his ears uppercuts. Commander makes a comeback by hitting her Karana and a kick to the head of Sabian. Before he connects with a arm drag and walks in a short submission, but he counters into a roll for a two count. Sabian hits a knee, but Commander catches with a right hand and a jawbreaker off the top rope. <clears throat> Commander goes back up to the top rope, looks for that shooting star press. But Sabian rolls other way and dumps Commander to the floor, and he flies off the ropes himself. Before he tosses him back in the ring, hits a senton, falls with a standing shooting star press for a two count. Sabian gets Commander on his shoulders, looks to plan him with a move, but Commander lands on his feet. So Penelope Ford takes a cheap shot at Kamara while the referee struck it. Although Sabian to hit the Deathly House, that's basically like a assisted neck breaker with the top rope. But that only got a two count. Commander hits a Sansa flip off the middle, climbs to the top and hits a shooting star press for the win at 10 minutes and 39 seconds. This was a actually fun little match. I just won six out of 10 as well. Their third match of the show, tag team match Matt Taven, Mike Bennett of the Kingdom versus Hayden. Backlund and made Jay Lee. I do apologize if I butcher his first name. Taven hits a spinning back heel kick before Mike Bennett takes in, hits a right hand, then hits Hayden with the Death Valley driver before the kingdom hits the proton back for the quick win at 43 seconds. I can't give this a range as this was under a minute, so I'm going to say uh, NR. And then our main event, Hercules Shida goes well with Nyla Rose. So Rhodes body slams Shida 
and fires a right hand on Chiba. Shia comes back with a boot and a draw kick before she falls with her karate and a running knee. And it rains her right hands on Nyla in the corner before she gets a kick to the head and goes flying off the metal rope. Nyla dumps Sheeta out of the ring, looks for her crowd, but Nyla sends her into the barricade shoulder first as we go to another commercial break. We come back from that break. Sheeta fires her right hands on Nyla. Sheeta fires back with a kick to the head and sliding right hand before plants Nyla with a fisherman buster, followed by a kick to the head. Nyla tries to go for the beast bomb, but Sheeta counters it into a hurricane and falls up with a falcon arrow. Tries to go for the katana, but Nyla counters with a clothesline and hits a senton. Climbs the top rope, but Sheeta joins her up there and hits a superplex for two count. As she went for pin, Rayashir puts Nyla's foot on the bottom rope to break the pin. She hops on the apron, tries to hit Sheeta with a candlestick, but she grabs it for her and takes her out with it. Nyla takes advantage of the chaos by rolling for a Goes for a rope, but instead goes for the beast bomb. She escapes and hits the Tantana for the victory at 10 minutes and 56 seconds. Fun made event. I've seen these two have better matches. I'm also going to give this one 6 out of 10. And then after the match, DL Casper ringside and Sarah Sheeta as women's champion Tony Stone holds of her title ahead of her match on Dynamite on the 200th episode. Overall, this frame page was okay. I just want 5 out of 10. Honestly, this is, I'm going to be honest, this is almost, this, you can probably skip this episode. You won't really miss much. But if you do want to check this out, I say basically just skip the, just watch the Battle Royal, Commander Sabian and Sheeta Rose. So I would just skip the Kingdom uh, squash match. And then the uh, updated card for collision, they did add two matches uh, during Rampage, or before, yeah, during Rampage, sorry. Like I said, FTR defensive world title titles against AW World Champ MJ Van Cole. Lauren match for Andre L. Idolo's mask. But trio champ buddy match for Andre L. Idolo. Drew Robinson and Austin Cole gun up bulk up gold. First action drag dares Martin L. Hedro did Fikingo. Samoa Joe first gravity mercy and Matthias for Gary Hogan. And then they added two more matches for the 200 episode of Dynamite. Besides the Garcia Gavar for Jericho the Keston match. And then the triple threat anti Ghost match between Moxley, Brad, Pentagon Jr. The other two they added was Tony Swan defends a woman's office at Kurashida. So basically, her match with Nala was basically a number one contenders match. And Ozzy Open, Mike, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher defend the Ring of Our World Tag Team Talks as Commander and El Hedro did Vikingo. So that was Rampage. And that's the Friday show. So now we will go. Into the Saturday, July 29th shows. So we're kicking up with Big Japan Pro Wrestling's new chapters begin. So this is two parts. I'm just going to combine them together. So this is part one was Raiju Ito defeat Yuji Tana. Good defeat Dragon Kick, nine minutes and two seconds. And then a tag team match, one half of the Big Japan Tag Teams, Dakota Nomura, teams with Kasuki Hashimoto. Defeating the world strong heavyweight champion Yo Oyagi and Kankin Yoshida via riding soccer ball kick, 16 minutes and 31 seconds. And then for the second part of the show, we had Yosubi Nakanio defeating Kenkaro Hashinato via Lyric, 10 minutes and 32 seconds. And for the Yokohama Shopping Street six man tag team call, the champions, deathmatch heavyweight champion Yuki Ishikawa, Hayoshi Kamatani, and Kasemi Kigi. Kiti Yuta defeating Daji Hashimoto, Tristan Archer, and Kota Siki Fuja via backdrop. 17 minutes and 56 seconds to retain the titles. So it's big Japan Pro Wrestling. And then we go to Stardom's night two of the five-star Grand Prix tournament. So we kick it off with our starting champion, Teko defeating Hanago via poison Fire death drop. Five minutes and 17 seconds. In tag team match with Asumi and Hina of Queen's Quest, defeating future star champion Rina and Ruka of Oetai via 
Asumi Sushi submits in 28 seconds. More tag team action as Queen Quest's Yutami Hayashista and Mayo Amasaki defeat Mobile Congo and Hasuki of Stars via Shocking Blazer submits in 20 seconds. In tag team match, we had God's Eyes High Speed Champion Saki Kajima and Suri defeat Natsupoi and Yuri Misamori of Cosmic Angels via recovery 6 minutes and 10 seconds. Six woman tag team match of Megan Bain, Mesa, and Suzuki defeat stars IWGB Women's Champion Maya Watani, Kogwa, and Saida via F5, 10 minutes and 17 seconds. <clears throat> so on this show, we had Blue Stars matches. We had three of them. So the first one, our star champion Julia defeating Heaton, 7 minutes and 59 seconds via Glorious Driver. Sarah in Inu defeating Gaza Star Champion Ryan May via Unknown, 9 minutes and 22 seconds. In the main event, a Champion First Champ Blue Stars match. Gaza Star Champion Mir Shirakawa defeating one or Star Champ Marai via Figure 4. Driver Mina, 14 minutes and 47 seconds. So the standings after night 2. And by the way, Side Commentary had to forfeit the rest of her matches. So everybody, basically, all her remaining opponents get two extra points. So it, Red Stars, that's a Hiko Tor, who was originally supposed to face uh, coming down on the show, but couldn't, unfortunately, due to injury. Oh, no, so my apologies. She was supposed to face her on today's show, which I'll talk about. So I do apologize for that uh, mistake there. But she, anyway, she gets up to four. Her, Suri, not to play, I'll talk about four points, two wins, zero losses. Second place, new blood tag champ, Starlight Kid, IWGB Woman Champ, Mayo Itani, World Star Champ, Tam Nakao, Amisori, Hasuki, and Suzuki all have two points, one win, one loss. And Sonic Kong to also last place with zero points, zero wins, nine losses. She, like I said, she had to really withdraw due to an elbow injury. So in Blue Stars, first place, us star champion, Julia, and sorry, and you have three points, one win, zero losses, one draw. Second place, Gus Star Champ, Ramey, and Gus Star Champ, Miyoshikawa. Have two points, one win, one loss. And Yutami Hayashista, Mike and Mama Watanabe have two points as well, but they have one win, zero losses. And in last place, Wonder Our Star Champ, Mirai and Heaton have zero points, no wins, and two losses. And Asumi also have zero points, but she has no wins and one loss. So that was the five star Grand Prix. And then we go to Pro Wrestling Noah's Sunny Village Night 21. We kick it off with Kai Fujimori defeating Yuo Wada by submission via Boston Crab 5 minutes and 50 seconds. In tag team with Asushi Kojige and High 69 defeating Daigi Emba and Daisy Ojoa via Moonsault 9 minutes and 34 seconds. Six man tag team with Adam Brooks, Super Crazy, and Siki Yoshioka defeating Yoshihari Ogawa, Leona, and Stallion Rogers via roll up 11 minutes and 52 seconds. Lance in and all way defeating Suji Tanaguchi via Smolen Splash 7 minutes and 32 seconds. Tag team match with Ketsuhiko Nakajima and Muhammad Young defeating Naimoji Marifuji and Hydra Aura via Ferrico Spike 13 minutes and 1 second. In 10 minute tag team match, we have good looking guys GC Heavyweight Champ Jiggly, Jack Morris, Anthony Green, Yohei Tsuyosuke. <coughs> Excuse me. Defeating the tough Masakimi and Yoshiiki Amora, Minova Soya, Alejandro, and Ninja Mac via Culver Twist 17 minutes and 11 seconds. And the even in a six man tag team match, we had Junior World Champion Hayata Ita. And Go Shosaki defeating Amakuska, Junta Milwaukee, and Keno via Straw Arm Larry 22 minutes and 26 seconds. So it was Pro Wrestling Noah. And we go to Dragon Gates, King of Gate Night 10, where we have the final quarterfinal match. So, opening match, we had six man tag match with C Brass's open Brave Gate Champ, Ishin Kai, and Shun Skywalker defeating Natural Vibes' Big Boss Mushu, Jason Lee, and Jackie Fung Kimei. 
Kamada Chokeslam, Ella Mids in 31 seconds, and tag team match with Benkei Yoshihiki Kado defeating Takashi Yoshida and Ryo Tanaka via Spear, 8 minutes and 34 seconds. In tag team match, we have Dragon Ken, Jakey Horiguchi v. Punch Tamanaga and Holoon via Golgotha. I do apologize if I butcher that finisher name. Five minutes and 26 seconds. Six man tag team match with Gold Classes, Open the Triangle Gate Champions, Kota Minoru, Minior, Tim with BB Hulk. Defeat M3K's Open the Twang Gate Champions, Shimushi Mushuki and Yoshikano, along with Mushizuki Jr. via Golden Rose, 10 minutes and 39 seconds. Tag team match with D Kurtz's Open the Brick. Open a Dream Gate Champion, Madoka Kitayota, and Yoki Yoshioka. Defeat Natural Foxes, Kazi and UT via Inferno at 9 minutes. In the main event, the final quarterfinal match of the 2023 Game of Gate Tournament. Hayo defeating Dragon D via Neko Tamahashi, 17 minutes and 10 seconds. So he will face Kota Minora in the semifinals. So the semifinals and finals will both take place on August 3rd. On Thursday. So, Ohio will face Open the Triangle Gate Champion Kota Minora, and Big Bosh Mushu will face Madoka Kitayuta, and the finals will be the winners of those two semifinal matches. So, that's a uh, dragon game. And we go to Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling's Night 5 of the Tokyo Princess Cup. So, this is the uh, semifinals. Uh, my apologies, quarter finals. So, in touch with Jira Nagano and Kaya Torobami defeating. Noaka Yuhira and Hamari, 7 minutes and 47 seconds. In 6 form Titan, actually, Hyper Missile, No Kayuta and Yuki Ino defeat Maharu Koryoku, Palm Harajuku, and Haryuna Nako, Fiat La Mastico Cradle in 42 seconds. So we had a rematch of Hyper Missile, Misao, Kayuta, and Yuki Ino defeat Maharu Koryoku, Palm Harajuku, and Haryuna Nako, Fiat Kamataka at 6 minutes and 2 seconds. Eight women tag team match with Hikari Noah, Raku, Suzume, and Shino Suzuki defeating the Princess of Princess Shimizuki, Toga, Haru, Kasashara, and Rina Okubo via Blizzard Suplex, 12 minutes and 31 seconds. And then our basically our last remaining matches are all quarterfinals. So our first one, Yuki Arai defeating Asari Endo via the final 13 minutes and one second. Yuki Kamafuku defeating Maya Watanabe via Famous Earth, 12 minutes and 22 seconds. Maya Yamashisa defeating Moka. Mayamoto via Skull Kick, 12 minutes and 55 seconds. In the main event, a non-title quarterfinal match. International Princeship Raga Tatsumi defeating Soko Nakajima by submission via White Dragon Sleeper, 19 minutes and 10 seconds. So they, for the semifinals, they actually did a random drawing. They actually mix up with the semifinals. So it, so the semifinals now will be Mayo Yamashista versus Yuki Arai and International Princeship Raka Tatsumi versus Yuki Kamafuku. Semifinals are on August 12th, where the finals will take place the next day, August 13th. If they weren't doing uh, the drawings for semi, it would be Yamashista versus Tatsumi and then the Battle of the Yukus, Arai versus Kamafuku. But that's Tokyo Joshi Princess Cup. And now we will head over to AEW Star Night Collision. This is the episode seven. So we kick it off. So we had a dark match before the show started. Powerhouse helps to be Mike Magnum. And then we kick it off with a ladder match for Andre L. Andrade L. Idolo's mask. So it's about Trio Shane Buddy Matthews versus L. Idolo. And yes, this is actually a rematch for episode one, which I actually forgot for some reason. 
So on El Idolo hits a Muto off the ladder on the rise on the Matthews on the floor, and then Lars got brought in the ring before El Idolo tosses Matthews into the ladder that was in the corner. So Matthews just chucks a ladder at Andrade. So we saw, and I see Matthews had his left arm. He was holding his left, he hit the ring side, and Doc Simpson had to basically pop back his butt. But oh my, sorry guys, I cannot talk today. Back into place. That's what I was looking for. As we go to pitcher and pitcher, that I can, honestly, I'm shocked he even kept going. But hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? After the break, uh, Andrade tries to play, play for the mask, but Buddy, uh, rushes back to stop him. And then so Matthews creates a ladder bridge, but wedge ladder between the rungs. I'm gonna ladder and drop on the apron. He plays the ladder over the apron and broadcaster on the other side of the ring. Tries to go for a problem off the apron. Andrade counters it so. Matthews hits him with the knee to the hip. He gets back in the ring, and both men start training strikes as Andrade was on the apron. They end up reversing positions after Andrade counters a drape and DT attempt. So he drove full of ropes to spear Matthews, causing both men to land on the ladder. Matthews pulls a chair from underneath the ring and stuff in the core of the ring. Then he slams his head against the table multiple times. Then he tries to go for the mass, but Andrade, Andrade trips the ladder over, so he catches him with an elbow, and then Matthews lands on the ladder bridge. He climbs up to the uh, ladder step on the floor. So he dares Buddy Matthews to join up there. He climbs down on the other side. They're from punches at each other before El Idolo slams Matthews on the ladder. Then hit. This is a one of the craziest spots I've seen in a ladder match in a while. A sunset flip power bump that sends Matthews crashing in the ladder bridge as the fans in Hartford chant, Holy shit. Excuse me. El Idolo returns to the ring and makes a Tries to grab his mask, but Matthews pulls on and hits him with a knee on the way down. As Julie Hart shows up a pair of handcuffs, so Matthews pushes Elio over the apron and Hart uh, hands the handcuffs to her, handcuffs Andrea to the turnbuckle. And Julia taunts him with the key, so Matthews has the chair in his hands, but Elio kicks in the face as Julia lets go of the key while tending to Matthews. So Elio frees himself and he ends up cuffing Matthews to the turnbuckle and throws the key out of the ring. So Julia Hart gets both cutters from Buddy Matthews, but he didn't free himself quickly. So Julia climbs the back on Valido when he was climbing the ladder. So Matthews eventually uh, frees himself close to the other side of the ladder, but Andrade shoves him down, and Julia Hart ends on the other side of the ladder. She slaps him a couple times, so he just pushed her up the ladders in the Matthews. Uh, they both crash with the table. That was stepping in the core of the ring. So El Ido takes the mask down to score the victory. At 17 minutes and 59 seconds. Wow, what a opening match this was. I get this one 7 out of 10. This was a car crash in a good way. I mean, that I can't believe Matthew still continue after that uh, shoulder popped out of his socket. I mean, that sucks off a power bump off the floor ladder onto the bridge on the apron. That was a nasty spot as well. But I get this one 7 out I kind of like their op- I actually like this match a little better than their. Uh, Episode one, one the tiny bit better, but this was a great opener. Then we go back to his choice fight is with Miro, and he asked him about the battle he had coming soon. But before Miro can answer, he was hit from a chair from behind from Aaron Solo. But Miro basically just fought him off super quickly. And Darby Allen makes whatever he says he's looking for a fight, so he accepted by Murder Grandpa Renner Suzuki. Once he gets on the apron, Darby draw kicks him off the apron, falls with a toe by Suicida. And he works more. He sets up a chair on the floor, sets Suzuki on it before biting on his head. And then he draw kicks uh, Suzuki off the chair. And then once they get in the ring, the bell officially starts. <clears throat> Darby immediately pins him, which was smart, to get an A2 count. Suzuki sat up and just basically just 
gave him a mean face. So Darby cracks him in the, cracks him in the face with an elbow. So Suzuki does the favor for that drop Darby. And then Suzuki pulls the tape off the ribs of Darby as we go to pitcher and pitcher break. Suzuki chokes out with the uh rap coming out of the break. So Darby chops him, which he knows so Suzuki takes an hour and knocks Darby over with a chop of zone. Darby hits with another one and Suzuki just shrugs it off. Darby shoves Suzuki told him to bring it, so he knocks him off his feet with a chop. Suzuki knocking knocking Darby. So Suzuki puts his arm behind his back, so Darby slaps him and hits him with a shot to the gut before hitting a sunset flip for a two count. Suzuki got up and caught Darby in a sleeper, tried to go for the scotch style pod drop, but Darby escapes. Darby tries to go for the coffin drop, Suzuki catches him in a rear naked choke. Darby rolls su- rolls on over Suzuki to get the victory, while Suzuki still had the uh, choke hold in at 8 minutes and 16 seconds. This was another fun match against one 7 out of 10. Then after the match, we see TNT champion Lucha George and Christian Cage appear on the time drum. He applies Darby and tells a hell of a win. He's like he's ready for his TNT title shot. He says Darby's seen had a lot going on. It could be distracted during the match. He said tell is more prestigious and everybody knows over his shoulder. And Darby is no longer qualified to hold him. They close out that salmon. And then we get a video package of Tony Storm telling her woman's title defense against Hikari Shida on the 200 episode of Dynamite. And she said even she didn't think that you had a candlestick. She used it to get around. Then we go to our third match, a match between Ring of Our Television James Samoa Joe and Gravity. So Gary does his um like moonwalk or moon stops like gravity walk. So Joe size says him gravity moves from the ropes and he mocked his walk and it hits the muscle blaster for a quick win at two minutes and nine seconds. I just won five out of ten. I mean it was a harmless little match. It, I got a laugh out when Joe did the the moonwalk the gravity walk. And Tony Schmidt's in the ring and he just see him punk. He comes out to the ring. He has the bag in his hand. And then he he got Shivani stopped listening to the boost. Shivani asked what was in the bag. Punk asked the crowd how they were doing. He spoke a bad travel once he just arrived a couple hours earlier. He said he would make always make his town ta- this town. He brought Wembley Steam, asked if he was the first AW wrestler to mention it. He questions whether he should be on the show and says maybe he'll find out later in the night while adding it to his bit in the bag. Then he brings up Ricky Starks being in the finals of the Owen Hart Cup tournament and winning last week's tag team main event match. He said he was more upset about down for Darby Allen as he got pinned. Then he turns his focus to the red bag. He spoke about responsibility, you have to, how you have to wake up sometimes to the responsible thing because you're a responsible adult in the room. Before he cupped his ear as the crowd got a uh, rise out of it. Then he says, Ricky, it seems mistaken his kindness for weakness. He said he told Starks in the back he wasn't going to be nice anymore. He said the truth doesn't care if you're nice. It's about being right or wrong. Then he pulls out the A-Double World title from that red bag. We knew what it was. It was based on when he was going to take it out. He said this is the real world title. It has his name. It has a name on it because he earned it. No one's beating for it. Then he said he has a name in blood on the belt. Now he would have his symbol on it. He's raising X on the title, especially over the E for Elite. Punks is the X as represents 1997 is the foundation that he's built his career on. He said the X means he's straight edge, and straight edge means he's better than you. Punk says the title is his and blocks on collision. He says the title is not stolen, unlike his catchphrase. Punk says he's the world world champion, held the title above his head. So Ricky Starks comes over to microphone, he says the proper entrance. He ran backstage and his music played the maze entrance, which I gotta laugh out of. Starks posed on the ropes and then Punk held his arm and looked at his wrist and was checking the time. He said he sold on gold. He said Punk 
he got punk before he could get him. It says punk would have done the same thing. So Stark spoke about being punk and says that he's the world world champion in the face of collision. Punk asked Stark if he's the face of collision or the face of cheating. Then he asked him if he beat him or the refs beat him. He says he could have Stevie Wonder as the referee and he was still win. Punk says it's not like Stark won a title shot. Punk says he can't play the referees because he was a thankful job, but he's going to face Starks again and he needs extra eyeballs. Stark says that was fine because it's no secret that Punk doesn't have any friends around here. Stark says Punk could dig in his past and bring Julia De Niro or Dave Prasak or go to Stanford to get someone, which that got a ooh out of the Hartford crew. Take a shot at WWE, pretty much. He said he didn't care because he did it once. He could do it twice. Punk says he's anticipated this and made some phone calls. Punk asked Stark if he wanted a shot at the champ, and Stark says he did. So both men show cans while Shivani promoted the match for next week on Collision. And then Punk told Shivani he could do the honors. Then he announced a special guest referee would be the 30 Hall of Famer, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. As Ricky Stark was thrown up by the announcement. So we'll get that match on the next week's Collision. And then we get a video package of the Ada Wall Tag Team Tunnel match. And then we go to our uh, fourth match of the show, Trio's Action, Bull Club Gloves, Juice Robson, Austin and Colin Gunn versus Ash and Dry, Darius Martin, and El Hijo de Fikingo. And then this was really mad for uh, Fikingo's had his partners, Darius Martin and Andre Action and Dry. Launch him off the top of any foot onto Bull Club Gold in the ring. Darius hit a German suplex on Austin Gunn. Golden takes out Action Dry to form to the back of the head. Austin takes Colin and they hit the 310 to Yuma on Darius. For the win at seven minutes and nine seconds, this was a, a fun, okay match. I just won five out of ten. And after the match, Bull Cup Gold celebrate with a cutout of Jay White in the middle of the ring, which I got a laugh out of, honestly. Then our fifth match, Mercedes Martinez versus Kiera Hogan. Mer Martinez had some offense as we go to pitcher and pitcher. We come back for break. She hits a suplex in the match and then locks in the Brass City sleeper. For the win at seven minutes and six seconds, this is an okay match. I just won five out of ten. Then after the match, she will not let go of the Brass City sleeper. So TBS team Chris Dow runs out, and then Bertis lets go of the hole and leaves the ring. She puts her TBS tall down, Statlander, and checks on Kira. Martinez returns her grabs about and nails Statlander with it, and stood over and jaw before Will Nango comes out and makes the save, and she helps Hogan up to her feet. And then we go to our main event for the Edo World Tag Team Titles. The champions FTR Dashboard Catch Wheeler defends against Edo World Champion Adam MJF and Adam Cole. I almost caught myself there. Or the winners will defend on next week's episode against Brian Cage and Big Bill. So MJF hit a leapfrog over Dax Harwood and he saw his left angle. He got his feet, took a cheap shot at Dax. He takes kicking Harwood in the nuts, but Harwood grabs the rubs. Harwood shoves MJF, but MJF returns favor. So he so if Dax slaps him in the face, and then the MJF slides him again, and it's a Cole and Cash Wheeler. I uh, run it, and all, both teams are trained punches. We go to pitcher and pitcher break. We come back for break. Cole hits a backstabber on Cash Wheeler, and then rolls Dax, or who's the illegal man, in the match for a two-count. Dax comes back on a crossbody from the second rope for a two-count of his own. Then he rolls up Cole for another two-count, tries to go for a move off the middle rope, but Cole lays him out with a super kick for a two-count. MJF works up the hard for a crowd, and then Yelling him double clothesline. He takes an MJF and try to go for the double clothesline Dax, but he ducks it. Cole hits a super kick on FTR. MJF held Wheeler and then Cole kicks him into MJF's uh, Heat Seeker for a close two count. FTR battles back. Dax hits a 
Superplex on Cole and Wheeler hit the top row splash. Dak goes for the cover. Got a close, close two count. Dak stops, tries to stop Cole from taking out, but he looks at MJ, release Cole, and basically tells MJ to bring it. So MJ gets in the ring and both men are training shots before MJ pokes Dax in the eye, but he runs into a punch. MJ rolls power into a pin for a two count. Dax responds with, with the slingshot Liger bomb for a two count. And then Dax goes to the ropes, but Cole cuts him off and clotheslines Wheeler to the floor. MJF hits Howard with the Shire's Dreams for a two count as Cash broke up the pin. So as Wheeler was on his knees, Cole nails with a super kick. He tries to go for the boom, but Wheeler catches, cat, sorry, cuts him off. So FTR tries to go for the shower machine on Cole, but MJF shoves his partner away and takes the move for him. I'm oh, sorry, they try to hit the big rate shower machine on MJF, but MJF blocked him. He tried to hit Wheeler with the heat seeker, but Dax rolls him up for the victory at 17 minutes and 53 seconds. Another excellent match, both of these teams. FTR's been having up but bangers over the last few weeks, but this one I give 7 out of 10. But I really enjoyed his magic. I just won seven out of ten. And then after the match, Adam Cole shakes hands for FTR. And while MJF seeing the core show his frustration over the loss as Wheeler yells in the camera that no one can ever get MJF. So in the ring, MJF told Cole that he blew it. Adam told him that they blew it. So he brought MJF his eight hour world title and told him that it's okay. Then he told him that he loved them. So Adam Cole plays to the ground in the opposite corner. MJF teases hitting Cole with the eight hour world title, but Picked up when I'm turning his back. Cole said he knew it. He told MJF he'd do what he had to do. He hails his arm and keeps his back toward MJF who throws the eight world title down. Cole turns around and they both men share a hug in the middle of the ring. MJF picks up the eight world title and Cole points at him and told the crowd that MJF is the world's champion. He stood on the middle of the his eight world title and hugged Cole again and hails up Adam Cole's arm as we close out this week's collision. Overall, I really enjoyed this episode 7 of Collision. Obviously, only Three matches I recommend checking out is the ladder match, Darby vs. Minorosuke, and the Ada World Tag Team Tunnel match. That's the three I recommend checking out. But next week's collision, that's the same day as SummerSlam. CM Punk defends his world title against Ricky Starks with Ricky the Dragon Steeples, special guest referee. Chris Dettler defends the TBS title against Brazilian Martinez. And FTR defends the World Tag Team Titles against Brian Cage and Big Bill. So that is AW Collision. And now we will go to today's shows, Sunday, July 30th. So we will kick it off with... Sorry there, one sec, my ears acting up here. We'll kick it off with We'll kick it off with G1 Climax. This is uh C and D block. Sorry, my computer was stacking up there, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologize there. 
So, like I said, this is a C and D block. So, opening match was a non title C block action. David Finley did our open weight champion to win Hanari. And by the way, Hanari had to win this match or he was mathematically eliminated. So, Hanari is eliminated. And D block, Toriano defeating Jeff Cobb and a minute four nine for inside cradle. Non title C block, Mikey Nichols had to win or he's mathematically eliminated. So, Eddie Kingston gets to win over Mikey Nichols, eight minutes and 33 seconds. So, Mikey Nichols is mathematically eliminated. At D block, Alex Cog, the same thing. He must win or he's mathematically eliminated, which he fails. So he is eliminated as he lost to, to Cianido at 10 minutes and 7 seconds via Destino. And C block, Tilmer Ishii must win or he's mathematically eliminated. So, but he is eliminated, unfortunately, as Evil gets to win over him at 14 minutes and 36 seconds via Evil. And then D block, battle at DMDK, non title television champ, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Shane Hayes, 13 minutes and 23 seconds via European Clutch. And C block, Tomatonga for Shingo Takagi ends at a 20 minute title limit draw. So both men get a point each. And in the main event, in a champion first champion D block match, never openweight six man tag team Hiroshi Tanahashi gets the win over IWGB tag team champion Hiroki Goto, 14 minutes and 40 seconds. So it's standings after night 10. So in C block, first place, never openweight champion David Finley, Evil tied with eight points, four wins, and one loss. And in second place, Tomatonga has seven points, three wins, one loss, one draw. And third place, strong Oboy Chip Eddie Kingston has six points, three wins, two losses. In fourth place, Shingo Kagi has two wins, two losses, one draw. So he's at five points. And in last place, with two points, number Oboy Six Man Tag Champ, Timuru Ishii. Aaron Hernandez and Mikey Nichols off two points, one win, four losses. So all three of those gentlemen have been mathematically eliminated. And in D block in first place, television champion Zack Sabre Jr. and Jeff Cobb tie with first place with eight points, four wins, one loss. Second place, never openweight six man tag champion Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tsuyanayo tie with six points, three wins, two losses. And third place, we have four points. IWGB tag champion Hiroki Goto and Shane Hayes have four points, two wins, and three losses. And in the last place, with two points, Toriano and Toronto point tag champ Alex Coughlin, one win, four losses. So both of those gentlemen have been mathematically eliminated as well. So that was uh, G1 Climax. And we'll go over the pro wrestling. Pro wrestling Noah's Sunny Voyage Night 22. So we kick it off with Kai Fujimara defeating Yu Owada, five and a half minutes. In tag match with Akoshi Saito and Super Crazy Mate Muhammad Young and Taisashi Osawa, 10 minutes and 34 seconds via Moonsault. Ninja Matt defeating Hydra Aura, 7 minutes and 58 seconds via Ninja Bomb. Six minute tag match with Stanley Rogers, Sihiki Yoshioka, and Alejandro defeating Anthony Green, Yohan Tudosuke, 11 minutes and 12 seconds via Crash Driver. Daigi Amba defeating Suji Taniguchi, 11 minutes and 10 seconds via Triple D. Tag to match with Junior World Champion Ahita and Ita, defeating Yoshidori Ogawa and Leona, 9 minutes to 4 sides with 403 Impact. And then 6 minute tag to match a little preview of the M1 victory that starts uh, next Sunday, August 6th. Keno, Adam Brooks, and Lance and Inioe, defeating the tough Masakimi and Yoshihiki Amor, Timo Minova Soya, 14 minutes to 8 sides with Aussie Buster. 6 minute tag to match, we have Night Emoji, Mirafoji, Amakuska, and Junta Milwaukee defeating. Kasuchi Sakuraba, Asushi Kojige, and high 69, 17 minutes and 36 feet open up the country. And the main event, tag team match with good looking guys, GCO, which is Jack 
Jake Lee and Jack Morse defeat AXIC, Gosho Saki and Katsuhiko Nakajima, 23 minutes and 27 seconds via FBS. So that was Pro Wrestling Noah. And it will go to Big Japan's Pro Wrestling's Death Market number 74. So opening match, this was originally supposed to be a tag match between Kazuki Hashimo and Kota Suki Fo versus the Intelligence Sensational Green Patch Match number four and one half of the Big Japan Tag Chains. Fidemar Abe, but unfortunately Abe had an injury, so this got changed into a triple threat match where Kota gets the win over Hashimoto and Grand Passion Mask number four. Six minutes and 24 seconds for Iron Man on Passion Mask. And then six minutes tight, we have Brahmin Brothers, Shu, and Kai. Team up with Yuchi Tanaguchi defeating Kenkoro, Hashinano, Kano Takagi, and Kenta Kosugi. Eight minutes and seven seconds. And then and six minutes tight to match with Big Japan tight champ Takara Nomura. Teaming up with Yokohama Shopping Street, six-man tag champ, Kazusumi Kitayota, and Tisaki Sakimoto, defeating Yosuji Fumi Nakanio, Tristan Archer, and Katsumasa Yoshida, 11 minutes and 35 seconds, and a tag team barbar board match, Abdullah Kabashi and Raiju Ito, defeating Yuki, I'm sorry, Yuki Yamato and Yikatsu Ito, defeating Abdullah Kabashi and Raiju Ito, 10 minutes and 48 seconds. And then in tag team match, we get Shop, Yokohama Shopping Street, six-man tag team, Yoshi Kamatani, team of Daji Hashimoto, defeating World Strong Heavyweight Chip, Oyagi, and Shihiro Iri, 11 minutes and 59 seconds via backdrop. And then after the match, Kamatani challenges you up for the World Strong Heavyweight title, and that match will take place in Nagoa on September 10th. <coughs> Excuse me. In the main event, for the deathmatch heavyweight title and a light tube alpha deathmatch, the champion, Yuki Ishikawa, defeating Micho. KJMR, 17 minutes and 26 minutes for effect. So that was uh, Big Tramp. Then we go over to Dragon Gates. This is Kangate Gate night number 11. So uh, opening six-man tight, we had D-Kurgis, Yuki Yoshioka, and Dragon Dia. Team with Dragon Kid to beat Don Fuji, Jinky Horikuji, and UT. Eight minutes and 45 seconds via DTDDT on Horikuji. In non-titled tag team match, we had opened a 20-gate James M3K's Sumushi Mushiki and Ishikawa, defeating Kogama, Ishikawa, and Shahiko Boy at 9.5 minutes via pinfall on Ishikawa. Six-man tag team match, we had C. Bratz's open a Bravegate champion, Ishim, Kai, and Shun Skywalker, defeating Yamato, Ryo Fuda, and Kaito Nagano, 10 minutes to 15 seconds. In six-man tag team match, we had Natural Fizes Kazi, Jason Lee and Jackie Funk Kimei defeating Gold Classes, open up break, Triangle Gate Champ Minior, team up BB Hawk and Ben K at 10 minutes 50 seconds. And the main event, a little preview of the semifinals of the King of Gate. It's the four semifinals. So it's open to Triangle Gate Champ Kota Minor, team up open to Brave Kitchen Madoka Kitayota defeating Big Boss Mushu in Ohio, 15 minutes and 3 seconds for Roller in Ohio. So that was Dragon Gate. And it will go to DDT Summerfication from Corgan Hall in Tokyo, Japan. So a little pre-show match. We had Unity defeating Kazuma Sumi feed Phoenix Flash 5 minutes and 22 seconds. And then the actual starts with uh, Tag Dimension, Damnation TAs, KOD, Tag Champ, MJ Paul, Team of Minoru, Fujita, Defeating Soma, Takaga, Rayoka, Fiat Death Valley Bomb, 8 minutes and 24 seconds. 
tag team match at Paramount's Yugi Ino and Densuki Dino defeat Akito and Yonaraki Doi via muscular driver 12 minutes and 15 seconds. Six man tag team match with Omega's Yuji Ino and O4 to Jim Kato Oshi team with Yuki Nana defeating Burning's Junaki Yama, Yusaki Okada, and Yua Koryoko via the fucking bomb 8 minutes and 7 seconds. Non-title match, six per, six man tags at Russians, Yuki Sakaguchi, Saki Akai, and Hadaki Okatani defeat Tsuji Ishikawa, Toba, and Masahiro Takanashi via God's right knee, elements and 26 seconds. Six man tags match with Chris Brooks, the KOD Openweight Champion, Antonio Honda, and Takashi Masuf defeat Harmon's Katsusada Hayaguchi and Yuki Ishitima Karoto Suzuki via Prey Mantis Bomb Elements in 49 seconds. <clears throat> Semi Maven for the Extreme Title in a No Touch Kevin Falls uh, Handicap Match. Champion Katsuki Hara, who had a broom, Kokashi Doll Chair, Yakatori Baby Doll, a Watchdog Cosplay, and Tori Awashi Doll. Don't ask. Defeating Harshima. 13 minutes, 29 minutes, via Miracle One Shot Cradle. In the main event, in a six-man tag team match, we have Damnation TA's KOD, Tag Team, Tazaki, Saki, Timo Cannon, and Kanosuke Dekesha. Defeating the 37 Kamei, Yugi Ino, Mao, and Toy Kojima. 17 minutes and 44 seconds via Crossface. And to close out this week's show, we will end it with Night 3 of the Stardom's 5-Star Grand Prix. So we had Tetrich BMI's 2000, Latihiko Tora Ruka defeating Kuiguas, Maya Masaki, and Hina. Seven minutes and 41 seconds via Freezer Bomb. Two thirds of the Star Artists of Star Champions, Mafia Bella, Julia, and Tekla defeating World Star Champion Tam Nakala and Ms. Mori of Cosmic Angels via Glorious Driver. Eight minutes and 59 seconds on Ms. Mori. Non title match, God Star Champions, Rose Gold, Mia Share, Kamari May defeating Star Suzuki in Mobile Congo. Eight minutes and 19 seconds via Implant DDT on Congo. Uh, Kogo, sorry. Six woman tag team stars RWGP Women's Champion Mayotani, Kogama and Saida defeating Queen Quest's Yotami Hai Shisa, Asumi, and Lady C. 12 minutes and 31 seconds via dive and body press on Lady C. Six woman tag team match. We have Megan Bay, Micah, and May Sarah defeating God's Eyes, High Speed Champion Saki, Kashima, and Suri, who's team with Hanako. And then we go to our two tournament matches of the show. First one was a Blue Stars match. One of our star champ, Mirai to be Heaton. Nine minutes, four cents via Jumping Lariat. In the main event, any Red Stars block. Natsupoi defeating Suzuki. Nine minutes, six seconds via Fierce Team. And that's the show for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. I'll be back on Friday top with the... They have two remaining shows from today, Sunday, July 3rd, and also the shows from Monday through Thursday. Have a good weekend, guys, and stay safe.